Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So remember this word. And I think it's an official NFL word of the Buccaneers offense. Clunker. <laughs> That's how Todd Bowles described their performance in their 20-6 loss to the Detroit Lions on Sunday. Particularly on offense. Not so much defense. I don't think the defense really had a clunker per se. I mean, 20 no, a points. few plays. A few plays you'd yeah. want back some third and 10 pluses that went the for The deep scores. shot, the, yeah, the third and 10 pluses that resulted in touchdowns and miscommunications and all of that. But clunker, that's what he called it. Uh, didn't offer really any solutions. And, you know, this, this kind of goes back to what you have so far under Dave Canales, and it's five games. We, you know, when we mentioned it a few weeks ago, it was three games. Then I thought that they had a really good game against New Orleans. I thought he called a great game. We talked about that, the number of players that, you know, got to uh, touch the football and all that, and that 83-yard drive and all that stuff. But they're averaging 18 points, and 18 points per game is, is fewer than a year ago. They're also the rushing average is three yards a carry. That's worse a worse average than a year ago. And for a coordinator like Dave Canales, who was brought in here to improve the running game, um, and put up points, presumably. I mean, they're twenty fifth in scoring. So Todd Bull said he goes, you know, that 20, 20 point or uh, what they score six points, obviously, is you know or even 18 points a game. He's not going to win a lot of games. He says, we'll get better at it. It's five games in. Two games ago, he said it was three games in. We had a clunker. There's no doubt about that. You want to score touchdowns in this league. We didn't score touchdowns. We'll get better at it. We'll work at it, and we'll get better at it. So, trust me, is is essentially what Todd Bowles is saying. A couple weeks ago, he said, look, it's only three weeks. He's not Mike Martz yet. Um, and you got to give some credence to that. I mean, this guy is a first-time play caller, hasn't called plays since Carson High School in 2005. But right now, you, you do have to wonder if, like, how much of this is sort of the fact that you're not just breaking in a new offense, you're, you're, you're breaking in a guy that's not done it before. And, and should you have expected some of these growing pains when you hire a first-time play caller? And, and why did you hire a first-time play caller? Well, the guys, they... They interviewed for these jobs, for this job as offensive coordinator. They looked at this situation and didn't like it for the most part. They either went somewhere else or stayed where they were. And it wasn't for a lack of asking. And so Canales, who also interviewed with the Ravens, takes the job. And you, and you ask him why. He says, because you never turned down your first off, your first job, like like offensive coordinator job. Um, now, he went on social media Canales is like extremely energetic guy, very, you know, very positive and all that. And he went on um, social media on X, which used to be Twitter, 
And he just said, stay with us. We're just getting started. It starts here. Coach better, lead better, be better. So I guess that's accountability. We get to talk to him on Thursday. We'll find out what more he has to say. Particularly want to hone in on on running the football, Steve. This team, going back years, has had trouble, I think, identifying good running backs. I, I can't explain it. They they use a third round pick on Keyshawn Vaughn. Certainly hasn't produced to that level. Rashad White, another high draft pick, second rounder. Uh he's thirty second in the league in rushing yards. Thirty two. With 232 yards. He's 46th among ball carriers um, with his average, which is 3.31. 46th. He's your lead. He's your RB1. 46th? You can't win with that. No. And it's not all him, but... When when your when your second leading rusher is Baker Mayfield, and he's got sixty seven yards, he's averaging two seven. Most of those are on scrambles. When your third leading rusher is Devin Tompkins, and he's got twenty seven yards on three carries. I mean, the guys behind him when they do get a, a chance to run, they're at one seven and one five. Keyshawn Vaughn and Sean Tucker. And that's the worst rushing averages among 71 backs in the NFL with 15 or more attempts this season. So it's not just the running back because all three of them are bad. It certainly could be the offensive line or the scheme because that's sort of the constant in all of this. But it also could have something to do with the offense itself, you know, and how it's being taught, how it's being executed or not executed in this case. Um, I don't know. It, it, it definitely is not worked out the way they had hoped because they made a change at offensive coordinator. You know, Byron left, which was gone. And even in his worst year, they averaged more than 18 points a game. Wasn't much more, about 19, but nonetheless. And in his worst year, the big complaint was, yeah, but we can't run the ball. And frankly, we don't try, but we can't run it when we do. And and I would just say this, like, when's the last running back you felt confidence in? Playoff Lenny had his run, so to speak, in the in the postseason mm-hmm. after Ronald Jones got hurt. Ronald Jones was on his way to a thousand yards and got COVID. Those two guys, by the way, the two great Super Bowl talents that the Bucks rode, you know, to the Lombardi trophy and in the parade, et cetera, they're out of football. Let me let me repeat that. They're out of football. Ronald Jones is all of about 26, 27 years old, I think. Doesn't have a job. Leonard Fournette, by the time you hear this podcast, maybe, or certainly by the time the Bucks get to Buffalo, maybe playing, <clears throat> excuse me, maybe playing for the Bills. He's he's got to work out there. And I asked specifically Todd Bowles, I go, you know, you got there's two guys out there you're very familiar with that. Play a lot of football here, Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. Any interest in bringing them on a practice squad at least? Doing something? No, not at this time. So they sticking with the guys they, you know, dancing with the guys they brung, but uh, it's not going well so far. And, and you know, you could say five games or you could say ten games. Five games is almost a third of the season, okay? 
So what? If this was baseball, every game is about 16 games. So where would we be? About 45 games or 47 games into the season? Yeah, somewhere right around there. So, I mean, if you had a batting coach or, or a pitching coach that you weren't happy with, is that a sample? Is that a decent sample size? Not a full major league season, but you would be concerned. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think you can look at it like, well, it's only five games. No, it's it's a third of the season. You know? And at what point do you stop saying, well, it's just his first year? Or is it just, well, it's just his second? You're like, look, I don't make the rules here. The NFL is a what have you done for me lately it business. Is. And, it is. But the hard, it, the hard part, too, is generally, and I don't think they're going to make a change. I don't necessarily think no, they should. No, of course not. No. But if you do, you do it at a bye week. Right. They, they were three and, and one. Right. No, there was no reason to do that. And in fact, we had just lauded his best called yeah. game. Yeah. I thought he called a great game in New Orleans. I thought that, mm-hmm. you know, that we talked about the drive where they used seven, seven different players. And maybe it had more to do with New Orleans because, again, the troubles they've had have predominantly come against two really good defensive teams. Well, that's the other part of this is they're three yeah. and two leading the division. And, okay, their offense looked really bad against two of the best defensive teams in football. Right. And right. did you expect this offense to be high-powered and one no. of the best in football? And so you go against two of the best defenses in football, and you, you struggle. Exposed. You get exposed. I, I, yeah. I mean, I I don't think it was shocking. No, disappointing, not shocking. Mm-hmm. And, and I think this is who they are. And, and, and the point is this. They have a really good opportunity even. It, it, and I mm-hmm. think a lot of it's going to have to do with whether Baker can stay healthy, and I'm starting to question whether that can happen the way he plays. But – even if you just, you know, swallow these losses that you weren't picked to win in the first place, you're in great shape in the NFC South. Now they have to win. Mm-hmm. You know what's gonna ha- what's gonna be the 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 real litmus test is not losing to good teams. It's not losing to the Eagles. It's not losing to Detroit. It's gonna be what happens if you lose to a team you're supposed to beat, right? Because there's not many of those on the schedule. And the ones that are are in the NFC South. So you've got Carolina twice. You know what? You got to win both those games. You have to. Mm-hmm. You've still got New Orleans and you're playing with house money because you got one there. You're probably split with New Orleans. Or if you win two, fantastic. If you sweep Atlanta, even better. If you go five and one in this division, guess what? You're gonna win the you're gonna win the the division, I think. So they got three wins now. They could sweep Carolina. You know, they could sweep Atlanta. They could sweep New Orleans. They could. I don't think they will. But no, they could. I'm not saying. They, but I'm saying, you know. But I, even if you split, even if you sweep, okay, so you got five. So that's five wins. I mean, so you've you already beat New Orleans with, in New Orleans, right? But say you say you lose here in New Orleans for whatever reason, but you get sure. five wins. Say you split with Atlanta, that's six, right? Now you've got Tennessee at home, winnable game. Just give you seven. Indy on the road without Anthony Richardson, possibility for eight. Texas on the road, a little harder with C.J. Stroud. You're not going to beat San Francisco, most likely. You're not going to beat Buffalo, most likely. you got Jacksonville at home, probably not going to win that one either. But by the time you play Jacksonville, there's only two weeks left in the season, maybe they've clinched everything. Maybe they don't play Trevor Lawrence and some other guys, Travis Etienne, who knows? So... I guess my point is you can get to you can get to seven wins pretty reasonably if you do your division and mm-hmm. you dominate it and probably pick up one or two more wins. Ten seems really high 
you know, highest ceiling possible. Eight, definitely a, a good chance. And nine, you go nine and eight, you're the Seattle Seahawks from last year, and that was always the comparison because that's mm-hmm. where Dave Canales came from. And you'd be one game better than the team from last year. One game better, and you, and and your third division title, second for Todd Poles in a row, mm-hmm. and you're hosting a playoff game. I don't think you're going to win it because I don't know who you're playing, but you're hosting a damn playoff game. You're a division champ. So all of that is still possible even with what's going on. And I think that there's a recognition by Todd that, like, I mean, literally, what were the expectations? Like, nobody else had him outside the building when this team started. So he made the change, and they've lost. But my, the, the real test is going to be, okay, what if you you don't play well on offense and you start losing games? You, you, don't, you There's no margin of error. In other words, you have to win the games you're supposed to win. There's a couple maybe toss-ups, right? There might be you know, Houston, or I don't think you're going to get Buffalo on the road. I I know you're not going to get San Francisco on the road. That would shock me, even though San Francisco went into Cleveland and lost. There's just certain games you don't feel comfortable saying, yeah, you know what, they could get that one. But if there's a few that you should get or need to get and don't, now you're scrambling. Now you're looking at, oh, what if we, they may only win six. And that's like the worst place to be because now you're out of the lottery for the quarterback situation. You probably didn't win enough games to bring Baker back. Kyle Trask has one more year, but you're still going back into free agency seeing, like, is there something or somebody we can get because we're not going to probably draft a guy or we're not high enough to draft one of the elite quarterbacks. Like, it's it's all kind of hanging in the balance, and that's why you play the games. But it's just it's not going well, and – I don't know that we should have predicted that it would there would be struggles and it makes sense that there are when you look at it but you know what Bowles did offer today was that he thought they could spread the offense out a little bit more and create some more running lanes. Everything is packed inside. Mm-hmm. That seems to be where they've been trying to run. I've always thought that in the NFL you know, you make the big guys run and the little guys tackle, start running to the perimeter, get some get some space out there. Um, but he thinks they can do more in the run game. He says, you don't want to hit your head up against a brick wall. They're stacking the box. If they're giving you the pass every time, you want to take it, you know, take the pass play. And he feels like they've been doing a good job of that, but he just thinks maybe we can spread them out a little bit more and we're going to work on that this week. Okay. So we'll see. He thinks, he thinks Canales is a very smart guy, positive guy. We know that. Believes in him 100%. Offense believes in 100%. We're going to be fine. And that's what you expect the head coach to say. You know, it's what me worry. We, But that's the NFL. The, you know, well, a, a couple yeah. weeks ago, Dave Canales, people were talking about him getting, you know, mm-hmm. interviews for head coaching jobs after this season. Well, and he still might. I mean. He could. The other part is, and, and we talked a little about before the podcast, but you have to look at the talent on the team, too. That's true. I mean, do they have an RB1? No, I don't think they can pick a running. I think you, they're terrible at picking running backs. You can make an I, argument they don't even have an RB two on the roster. Well, the RB twos are worse. Like well, I said, but the, what I'm saying the, is, is if if you put these running backs on any other roster, where are they? Yeah. Now, is it all the know. running backs? Chase, fault, Chase or is Edmonds the is on IR. Part? You know, yeah, Chase well, Edmonds is sure. on IR. He may come back, and that might that might give them a, a better option sure. than than what they have now. But I don't know if you put these guys out there, who's getting claimed. 
You know, there was a time not long ago, Keyshawn Vaughn wanted to be wanted to be cut. Like that would have been a bad financial decision by him, but they wouldn't cut him. He wanted to be cut so he could get claimed on the Ravers and go to another team. Now he's the second running back. He's getting some carries, but not getting any yards. So, could they all be bad? Is it, it or or is it more likely the offensive line or schematically it's not good or they're asking them to do something they can't do? It's a lot of variables in the run game. Mm-hmm. But you know you don't go through all these changes to be last again. That's that much I know. They were 29th, 28th, 13th, 17th. It was different. But last, like last is 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 not where you want to be ever in anything. And so, you know, the other concern would be that you're putting a lot of pressure on Baker Mayfield. And he's you know, he was off the chain good on third down until this past game he went they went two for eleven on third down. Against a very good defense. Against a really good defense, but you're, he's he's having to run around. Mm-hmm. He's taking some shots. Mm-hmm. He's got the right index fingers is lacerated. His left hand had to be X-rayed, so it's swollen, swollen and sore. He got the rug burns when he got splattered outside, you know, on the, in, on the sidelines there. And and I didn't, I don't think he took any unnecessary chances. I think that's just in the course of playing the game. You know, I, I didn't feel like he took any unnecessary chances. And so if he continues to take that kind of a beating, sooner or later he's going to get knocked out. And you've got to protect your quarterback. But they have, on the whole, what, the, what this offensive line does better than they do run blocking is pass protect. Mm-hmm. They're only giving up a sack a game. That's like second in the league. You can't Now, Baker's a big part of that because he's able to scramble out of trouble and keep extend plays. But still. But even the eye test tells you that they're blocking fairly well. They're really, really good, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, your boy, when you talk about this, Aiden Hutchinson, Three that, tackles. Yeah, I mean, it. you didn't Luke notice Gettike. him very much outside the one time he hit. He knocked shoved Baker, Baker out, of Mayfield bounds. out of bounds. Hit him while he was in bounds. It was a legal, which play. was legal hit. Yeah, but that's about the only time you really noticed him in the game. To be I honest, I know, and that's 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 a credit to Gedeke, mm-hmm. who's playing outstanding in the pass game. I don't know what he's doing in the run game, but in the pass protect. So if here's my thing, if if the best thing your offensive line does is pass protect, and your two best players are Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Shouldn't the offense run through those guys? Like, I know you want to run the ball. I do. I know you want to be balanced and all that stuff. You want to protect your defense. And this is a defensive head coach thing, in my opinion. This is every defensive head coach I've ever known. They say they want to score as many points as anybody, but what they really mean is we want to score as many points as anybody while keeping that offense off the field. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, we're all for points, so long as as their their offense doesn't play 65 plays. And we keep our guys fresh. So every defensive coach I know ends up scoring fewer points. Doesn't mean they can't win, but it's it's hard to win that way, you know. And at some point you gotta, and that's what Baker said. Like Baker's whole thing afterwards was like, "Look, we gotta get pissed off as an offense. Like we are not kind of pulling our weight here." And it's pretty obvious. And he's right. So we'll see if they have some guys that feel like he does. Mm-hmm. Well, the good thing yeah. is they have a defense that is giving them time to figure it out. Yeah, because the do. defense is really good. It is. It's very good, with the exception. And I, you know, again, it, it's probably unfair to pick on one guy, but Ryan Neal's been giving up some plays. 
and he gave up a touchdown the other day. That was a great, outstanding catch, and he if he didn't track the ball or get his head around, or maybe he would have made a play on the ball. I don't know how the guy hung on because he was kind of all over him. But you do have D. Delaney, who has played very limited minutes, and he's got two interceptions. So you just wonder, like, do you make a switch there? Is that is that you know? I'm sure they won't, but um, but yeah, defensively. And now you got Cancy coming in, who was terrific. That was a highlight of the game. Mm-hmm. We didn't even talk is, about that last night. I know he was, and he was fantastic. Like he played as many snaps as Vita Vea, and he ended up with a sack and two tackles for loss, and a couple quarterback hits. You know, like he, you, he made. They felt him, and 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 this is like preseason game number two for him. Really, he played eleven snaps in the season opener, aggravated the calf injury, hadn't played since. So to go out there in, in an NFL game and play 45, 47 snaps, whatever it was, uh, and have that kind of production in your first time out, or your second time out, really, first full game, it says a lot about the kid. He's going to be, he's really good. That was a huge bright spot for them. And so their defense, yeah, it, it, so long as they keep some guys healthy and they don't get thin at corner and, um, you know, the safety play is, been pretty good especially with Winfield but I think they get more out of Neil so it's just you know little tweaks here and there um what you know it's the first game they didn't get a turnover and and that's the other thing about this offense like when they've had good games or scored points the defense has won the turnover battle and given them a lot of opportunity and short fields and and that's been as much as anything a reason why they have scored the points they've scored now they've been opportunistic and they've taken advantage of that and Baker's been great on third down and all that stuff but that the defense has really helped this offense up up until yeah. you know they're giving up what 18 night. points a game yeah i One mean of the best in football for, right unfortunately your team is also scoring 18 they, points and they've went up against teams like the lions <laughs> and the eagles who are really good offensively yeah and yeah and gave up a good number of points to uh to the eagles i believe 26 or whatever yeah. it was i don't know but you know um, it's it's a good solid defense, and they're getting healthier. And and as long as those two corners are back, and Zion McCallum has played good when he needed to, and you know there's a lot of positives. Um, and a week from now, or by Sunday at what four o'clock? Because I don't think the game's reflects. They could be four and two, in first place by a game and a half, over probably the entire division, perhaps. And then it's like you're, again, you're back into that. Hey, they you know they can beat anybody mode, you know. But then it's going to be what short week to Buffalo, I think, and then you got Houston coming up. You get different, a number of different games after the Atlanta game. They'll be that'll be telling. But four and two, they take that division lead, game mm-hmm. and a half that soon in the season, and that's that's the NFL, right? It's week to week league. Yep, it's crisis or carnival. Like I said, a couple of weeks ago before the bye week, and I, by the way, they didn't handle the bye week very well for whatever reason. I, mm-hmm. I think, I think a lot of it had to do with the attention they got. Um, I said think, the I think early bye good. weeks are hard. Yeah, you just get going, and you had a little momentum. Mm-hmm. I just think, you know, it, it's hard to maintain momentum because games have momentum, and I think seasons have momentum. And if you if you interrupt that with a bye week. You lose it. You just do. Mm-hmm. Now, they might not have had Mike Evans, but it turns out Mike Evans didn't play a very good game anyway. 
if they had had to play, you know, mm-hmm. without the bye week. And they may have been without a couple other players. So that would have impacted them. But now they've got to go the entire distance. They've got to run the whole marathon without getting hurt, yep. which is really, really hard to but do. Here's the other thing, and we brought this up earlier, and it's way too early for this. But, look, we know that the NFC has the Eagles, has the Niners, and Lions. We think those three teams are great. Yep. The Bucks right now would be the four seed. Yeah, they would. Yep. So here's who's here's who they're uh, right now. If the if and these if are the all within a half were today. Game. The playoffs yeah. were today. It's the Cowboys. Yep. The Seahawks. Yep. The Rams. Commanders. Falcons. Saints. Do any of those really scary to where you go? They can't win. No, because I think you make a good point. I think you know, even though the Cowboys, you know, came in here a year ago and mm-hmm. beat the living hell out of them. Um, but watching the Cowboys play this year, I mean, do, they've been do, struggling. Do, do any of those McCarthy teams scare you to say, "Oh, if the Bucks Bucks get the four seed, they're not going to win that game"? No, you give them a puncher's chance against any yeah. of them. Now, those top three, I think, are fantastic. Right? Yeah, you're not you're not likely to go into you know, and you, you know, depending on what mm-hmm. happened above them and the other other seeds, you'd, yep. you'd probably go and depending on, the road. on health of of all the teams, et cetera, at that time. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into by the time you get to the playoffs in right. January. Right, right. But after you, those top three teams in the NFC, are there any no, of those teams I mean, you go, oh, my God, the Bucks can't hang with them? No. Although I thought they had a chance. I don't know why. I thought they had a chance because they had beaten Dallas in the opener mm-hmm. a year ago. Mm-hmm. And then when they got them in the playoffs, they just got smoked. But, but I, Todd, Bowl, I, yeah. Todd Bowles said we were gassed. Like mm-hmm. we didn't have anything left by the time we got the postseason. But, I mean, I look, at, I look at the rest of the, the – you know, those are, you know – there's a big difference five and one than everybody else is three and two or worse. Yeah, a lot of teams are. Yeah, you know that I'm going. I, the Bucks can hang with any of those teams. Doesn't mean they'll win that night, but there's no, none of them. Yeah, you're, yeah. There's none of them. You're going. Eh, I don't know about this. I don't well, think they got. And a that's chance. the whole thing. Like they, you know, no matter what happens mm-hmm. on any given Sunday, and we always react to it because that's what we get paid to do. But like, no, whatever happens. Well, I mean, one of my jobs pays me. I don't know about the other one. <laughs> But so we react to this, but the reality is this, like the macro is, hey, remember how this season began, right? Mm -hmm. Don't know who the quarterback is. $55 million over the salary cap. Mm -hmm. A lot of guys you would like to resign, but you let go. Donovan Smith and kicker and this and that. And you you spackle to get, don't have a quarterback. It's going to be this one and that one. And to think that you could win eight, maybe nine games in a division – I don't care what happens after that. Like mm-hmm. that, that, that would have been, if you just sat down at the beginning of the season and said, Hey, we're going to get make Baker Mayfield. We're going to have a competition with Trask and one of those guys. And then we're going to go and, and they're going to win the division and hang another banner in there. And it's only our ninth banner or whatever, eight or ninth banner. And then we're going to host the playoff game. How do you feel about that? Lump sign me up, man. They win the division. You could make an argument. Todd Bowles is coach of the year. <laughs> Possibly. Although if he wins it with eight games again, nobody's going to no, say that. No, but but what I'm saying, but you you know you're you're making due on your salary cap woes oh, yeah. from years past this year, so you're not yeah. spending nearly as much money as everybody else is on players this year that are on your roster. Right. Didn't have high draft picks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, salary cap hell is where they were. Yeah. Lost Tom Brady. Start there. Mm-hmm. How, how did that affect Bill Bill Parcells or not Bill Parcells? Bill Bill Belichick. Ooh. Not many teams have fared well after Tom Brady has left them. I think that argument's over. Yeah, I do too. 
Now we're finding out that, well, if he was a good coach, he's a really crappy GM. <laughs> I mean, well, it's one or the other. We've seen that before with like Bill O'Brien and many others. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You don't watch out for what you ask you for. You know, right? it's it's easy to be a GM when you could throw any receivers out there and Tom Brady happened to make them better. And that's that's the whole thing. Yeah, he was he was the big, you know, deodorant, right? I mean, he just or makeup guy he covered yeah. everything up but. and just didn't make mistakes. No, didn't get him beat. Nope, did not get him beat and made plays and did it until he was damn near fifty years old. Um, I was thinking about that today. Like it seems like a hundred years ago, this guy was here for three years. Like that, that was like a comet, you know, across the sky. Like that thing was burned bright and and then was gone you know it it feels like he's been gone longer doesn't it to me i don't know it's just me but it just feels like first of all i'm not convinced he's retired (laughs) we'll see what happens let's see it was what the end of two goes down end of january so we're nine months into this now yeah i I mean i don't think they still uh haven't approved that deal in uh with the raiders yet have they the owners so no well there was a price problem it was uh they're giving it to him to a discount. That's a problem for the owners. Yeah, they don't like sour that. cap and whatever. Yeah, so they haven't they haven't com- consummated that. By the way, speaking of sales, you see where the uh, Glazers sold a portion of their Manchester United football team. Yes, and it's not enough for the uh, fans over there who want the Glazers out. But <laughs> well, we yeah, get we get tweet, we get tweets and Facebook comments from them all the time. Oh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> but they did see some control to this this individual. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much, you know, but he is not without a vote, I guess, in some of the, the the decisions that they would make going forward. Yeah, like a hefty, I don't know what it was, $1.6 billion, something yeah, like you that. Yeah, it's chump change. It was just a small percentage of what what they could have sold. I think they were seeking like somewhere over in excess of $6 billion. Yeah, well, the commander for sold for $6 billion or six point oh five. Yeah. Right. So you're sitting on close to $12 billion in assets there, you know. Which is something, but um, yeah. So it's kind of like a compromise. They get to keep the team, but they get a little money and or a lot of money, and then they they cede a little bit of control. So yeah. maybe maybe that'll. I don't know if it's going to calm the masses over there that write me all the time, but for those of you who listen to the podcast in England and Manchester, hope you're happy tonight. Um, that might be the case. Hey, we haven't had a chance to talk a little bit college football. We can do that. Uh, and we're going to have Matt Baker, of course, later in the week to uh, break down this week's games and tell you what's going on with that. But at first, I want to just remind you guys that it is still officially hurricane season in Florida, but there's still time to keep the power on without breaking the bank. And that's getting solar battery backup power from May Electric Solar now with solar battery backup power. There's no fuel cost. There's no loud generator noise, no annual maintenance cost. Plus, May Electric Solar offers a 15-year warranty. Solar battery backup can save you hundreds of dollars each month. And if you lose power, a generator could cost over $2,000 a week just to keep your house running. New solar battery backup systems qualify for a 30% tax credit, or you can add a battery to your existing in-phase solar system. Trust the pros in solar. To learn more, call May Electric Solar's battery backup or to get started, call 727-819-2862, or you can visit mayelectricsolar.com. So I mentioned we'll have Matt Baker later this week, but I just wanted to say I, w- I was doing some stuff and watching college football sort of in the interim, and I saw where Florida was losing it, I think by a couple touchdowns to South Carolina in the fourth quarter. They came back and won that game. Uh, yeah, and don't look now, but Florida's 3-1 and one in the SEC. Which is 
what matters, right? I mm-hmm. mean, if you're going to get in the tournament. I mean, you know. Uh, they got Georgia in their side. It was a bad bracket, loss to but, Kentucky. Yeah. And, and by bad, I mean, Kentucky's a good team, but it was, you know, they didn't play very well at all. No, they weren't really in that game. But they're 3-1 and one in the SEC, which is, you know, what matters. I mean, you beat Georgia, and I'm not saying they will, but you beat Georgia, you, you now control your destiny in the in the conference, which is all you can ask for. I mean, that, that's pretty amazing. That's what you want in, in football. You want to be able to control your own destiny. Yeah. Well, they went down and did it. Graham Mertz did a nice job. They came back and they, they won that game in South Carolina, which is not a great team, but it was still on the road. And so it's a big road victory. And they celebrated like it was a big road victory. Um, so, I mean, the best college football game and, you know, Miami, where did they go? Notre Dame? They got beat by, I think, no, Miami went to North Carolina. USC. Miami went to North Carolina and got beat. Mm-hmm. They were in it for and about then, a half. Yeah. And then uh, USC fell to Notre Dame fairly. Nice defense, Lincoln Riley. Yeah, it's terrible. I don't. I can't believe that at that school they don't have good athletes playing defense. It's got to be the scheme. It's got to be what they're asking these kids to do. You can't convince me that in, in L.A., in California in general, they can't find talent on that side of the ball. But whatever they're doing, it's not working. That's for sure. However, the best game of the week, uh, unquestionably, was Oregon at Washington and Michael Penix from Tampa, Florida. Mm-hmm. He had his Heisman moment. It's over. It's really over. I don't think that there's anything that Drake May or any, or any of those guys can well, do. Washington goes out and loses to USC and goes and loses to maybe somebody else and doesn't make the Pac-12 maybe, championship game. I'll tell you right now, they're not well, going to lose to USC. I, I'm, I'm just saying, you don't make the Pac-12 championship game. Meanwhile, yeah. you know, uh, Dylan Gabriel gets to the college football playoff. Or, I can paint a scenario, but I don't yeah. think there is one. No, I mean, it's it, it, Penix Realistic. is definitely the leader at this point. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and what I loved about it is that he came, you know, they, I mean, Oregon went for broke midfield with a, with a lead, tried to pick up a fourth down, didn't get it. And in two plays, he takes him and puts him in the end zone. Uh, they hold on with a missed field goal that would have sent the game in overtime at the buzzer. Uh, but he, he just, I'll say this too. He, I know Caleb is going to be probably the number one overall pick, I think. But Penix can throw it, and he throws it in tight windows. And there's something about being left-handed when he spins it looks so smooth. Like, he's got a gun for an arm, but he's mm-hmm. also extremely accurate, right? Like, he 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 really knows the ball placement and, and can hit spots in tight windows. Um, he's kind of everything you want uh, in a young franchise quarterback. He'll be, he'll be at the Heisman Trophy Awards presentation. I don't, I don't know if he wins it. If he does win it, Steve, he's the greatest college football player in Tampa Bay history. You'd have to be. And there's been a lot, an awful lot. I would think so. Years. Yeah. I mean, but to win the Heisman Trophy would be really something for this to have a Heisman Trophy winner from Tampa would be amazing, and and then to be probably at least a top five NFL draft pick or not top three, you know those quarterbacks will come off the board pretty quick on top of each other. So yeah, it depends on who's picking. I mean, you know, let's see, Carolina. Of course, Carolina traded their pick to Chicago, who may take a quarterback, who may take one anyway. Yeah. Arizona probably will take a quarterback. But regardless of but yeah. who's pick, who's mm-hmm. who has that spot, yep. usually, usually, yeah, usually quarterbacks trades go up. there to some team. You know what yep. I mean? Like somebody makes a deal and comes and gets them. But yeah, I think he's uh, he's going to be one of the top 
three quarterbacks, I, I believe, and I don't know what order it could change. It changed. I mean, you got Caleb Williams, you got Drake May, and then him. You got Penix, and, and maybe not in that order. But some like are saying JJ McCarthy. I don't know. JJ McCarthy high. might be in there. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's more, but those are the main ones. Those are the main ones, and it's beauties in the eye of the beholder. By the way, as we're doing this podcast, the Dallas Cowboys are going to win twenty to seventeen. This is the most unimpressive four and two team in the National Football. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's who the Bucks would play if the playoffs started today, right? And they're but they're just good enough to like they're just good enough to win and not be impressive. But now without oh, Trayvon Diggs, but I mean, it was, it was a bad bad interception. I think you know they gave up a sack late. And of course, you know Parsons laying on top of your quarterback, and then you throw one under pressure that's picked off, and the game's over. Tough way to win. More Cowboy fans in L.A. and SoFi though than Charger fans, like way more. By the way, there I might think be there more might Bucks been... fans in L.A. than Charger fans. <laughs> I know. I think there might have been more Lions fans at Raymond James than there were Bucks fans the other day. I'm serious about that. We we are back there. I don't want to do this show because I did it tons of times on the radio, but. We are back there where whether we're talking about now. I know the Lightning have had a hundred thousand sellouts. You can't tell me when Detroit comes here that those red shirts aren't filling up the lower area because I know they are. And the same is true with the Bucks now. Like the lower bowl, man, was just all Hawaii blue. It was, it was incredible. I there was a sellout too. Like there's you know whatever the sellout is these days, sixty-seven thousand or something. Man, I'd be darned if it wasn't close to fifty-fifty. But there was an awful lot of Lions fans. And good for the Lions. They're finally, you know, they're winning and people want to watch them. And a lot of Midwesterners down here and stuff. So not unexpected. But we're kind of back in that mode where, yeah, you're uh, got a lot of visiting fans. And Dallas certainly did in L.A. because the Chargers have not really been adopted by L.A. It's a Rams town if it belongs to anybody. And really it belongs to the 49ers, to be honest with you. <laughs> When they play there, it's all red. So. Or the Raiders, too. They still have a well, lot. Well, the Raiders, huge. Yeah, huge area for the Raiders, obviously. Big time. Big time. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So college football, um, that was the game that I that I enjoyed the most. Um, who else? We Florida State, of course, won. They took down Syracuse. I think USF may, was ooh. may run the table. Oh my God, what what has happened? How can you give up that many points on defense in two consecutive weeks? After not that long ago, I swear to God, Alabama came in here couldn't score twenty on you. They had ten like not, until late in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean not not UAB, but Alabama. So I mean, if you're just so inconsistent, and and it's like a fifty burger is hard to hang on a team. It just is. And to have it happen to you more than once, like, I don't know. I really thought that Alex Golish had turned a corner with this team. They won a couple of conference games, won one on the road at Navy, and then bang, bang. Like, what the heck? They've got to get this thing back on track, I think. 
and FAU too. Like that's the other part of it is it's not like it's not like you're playing, you know, one of the bigger brands in your in your in your conference. Like all of a sudden, it's one thing. Remember when UCF was like the little brother, and then they got bigger and bigger, and now they're in the the Big Twelve, and USF is left behind. Well, that's that's kind of where FAU came from, mm-hmm. Conference USA. Right, they yep. were in a conference with Arkansas State for a while, and and now they're coming into this conference and they're taking you down to the tune of fifty points. Although I will say, Lejonte Wester, wow, Oof. he's special now. Yeah, he is. He won't be there long, will he? <laughs> I think he's what already their all-time leading receiver. If there's a transfer portal and he's got eligibility, he might be hitting yeah. heading for it. I don't but, know. Wow, was he good? Yeah, he, he's and you knew where he was, and they still couldn't cover him. No. Just made catch after catch after catch. It was interesting. But, yeah, they got to get that thing straightened out. Um, I'm not sure what's happened on defense. Well, they got a trip to UConn this week, and then they'll get a bye after that. So. Yeah. yeah. UConn's a, it's a winnable game. It's a winnable game, and, and they've still got games on the schedule where they could become bowl eligible. Mm-hmm. I think if you if you win six games this year, it would be a remarkable feat. Mm-hmm. They're halfway home, but uh, although two weeks ago you thought it was almost a shoe in to win six, I That's... thought it was automatic. Yeah, incredibly easy to do. I thought, but now not so much. So it'll be it'll be an, another good week of college football, and um, I get to enjoy it at home, which will be nice because I love. There's nothing like home Saturdays. Watch a little college football. Back to a one o'clock game against the Atlanta Falcons. The Bucks, of course, their players are off today. What's next for the Tampa Bay Lightning? Are they uh, back at home soon? They're in Buffalo tonight, 7.30, uh, ESPN, and then they're home Thursday night against the Canucks. Yeah, and and from what I understand, I didn't see the games. They just got to start playing better on defense. They're they're giving up way too many easy chances. Saturday was pretty bad defensively. Sunday was better, but too many mistakes and turnovers, and and, Senators capitalized on most of them. Right, right. Uh, but they need to start getting some points too, because you're sitting yeah. here with just two points this season. So two points through three games. So uh, you win yeah. tonight. Now you're at four points through four games. So you're okay. Hockey five hundred. Hockey five hundred works right for a couple months. For I mean, you want to be a little bit above, but for the first four games, hockey five hundred is okay. I mean, yeah, it's four games. Right, right, right. Let's see. You sound like Todd Bowles. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Except you're going to play 84. So, so you're saying the Lightning put a clunker out there on Saturday? <laughs> They've had a couple, which, clunkers, which yeah, actually. Saturday you could define as a clunker for sure. Yeah, clunker. That's that's a that's a nice term. I haven't heard that for a while. That that one's up there. I'm trying to think of what what clunker would describe most times, but in this case, usually I think a it's car. Post. <laughs> yeah, that there you go. Yeah, right. I bought a clunker. Yeah, I bought this thing. It doesn't run. You know, needs brakes and tires and it's a clunker you know yeah now are you going to fix up the clunker because you know you can't really turn the clunker into a great car unless you put a lot of money into it which they can't so we'll see if they can drive the clunker but uh there's always going to be and there's always going to be games like that where you just like you go out there and if you're not ready to play you get your block knocked off even against teams that you should beat but Mm -hmm. this was one they weren't supposed to beat so it doesn't feel quite as bad if you're a Bucks fan, maybe, but let this happen, God forbid, uh, against Carolina or against Atlanta more more recently. On, that, that's on that's when you start to I don't know worry is the right word, but that's when you the alarm bells start to go off more. I mean, 
Right. You know, when this happens to the Eagles and Lions and you still got the Niners on the schedule later. It's easy to justify. You got the it's Bills, uh, you know, okay, those yeah. games, if, if you don't play as well, you, you, didn't you expect that going in? That it was going to be yeah, a much I mean, tougher we challenge? Did, we did the whole schedule, right? Yeah. I think I had them in 9-8, and eight, and that was very optimistic of me. Mm-hmm. You know, so if those four games offensively you struggle more so than the others, okay, I kind of expected it. I mean, yeah. now, yeah. Does that let everybody off the hook and mean, you know, no. don't worry about it? No, not necessarily, but, like, it, it, you know, you're still 3-2. and two, You're still in first place. You've played mm-hmm. two of the best three teams in the NFC, and those are your right. two losses. Okay. Right. Let's, you know, take some perspective with it. Oh, sure, and they will. They definitely will. Um, and the main thing is, is just, to, you know, focus on winning your division games, and if they mm-hmm. run the table or – even go five and one in the division, they're going to win the division. Yep. No one's going to have a better conference or division record and probably not more wins. Um, and so they got a really good shot at it, but you got a long way to go and yet not that long to go. You know, it's, it's almost a third of the way through the year and, 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 uh, and that part's gone fast, at least from my perspective. And so much can happen with injuries and, you know, mentioned Baker Mayfield having to stay healthy and all of that. We don't know what this season is going to look like. We may look back and go, yeah, well, if Baker hadn't gotten hurt or, yeah, well, if, you know, there's just so many things um, that are still a lot of highway ahead of them. But we'll see how they how they bounce back from this loss and get ready for the Atlanta Falcons 1 o'clock on Sunday. All right, that's going to be it for us today. Thanks for listening. We'll be back, of course, uh, tomorrow later in the week with Matt Baker. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tempe Times. Have a great day, everybody. Mm-hmm.